Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Monday morning, and you've got Joe Welke here to do the chores. You might think I drew the short end of the straw, but Kristen and I talked about it yesterday, and she has a farther drive than I do, so we decided to let me take the wheel today. So, the weather might be a little dicey a little bit later, but it was clear and good sailing right now. But we're supposed to be getting some freezing rain and rain turning to snow today. And they're guessing that the rain, the freezing rain is going to be starting up. I did just step outside and it, it wasn't here yet. That doesn't mean it's not in your area, but it wasn't up here to Eau Claire. And the east wind is really strong, so it's going to blow something up. I talked to some, well, through a few people that um, it was raining 15 degrees, 15 degrees and raining in Tennessee or Kentucky. So it's coming our way and the weather radar showing some interesting colors out there. And we do have some school closings already this morning. We have Owen Withy, Rib Lake are both closed, but Abbotsford, Granton, and Nielsville and the Spencer School Districts, they are closed to students, but they're having a virtual learning Monday. So there'll be some assignments that are going out and, you know, it keeps your time frame up so they don't have to make it up at the end of the year. Well, I had a busy weekend this weekend. We moved cows over to the calving paddocks and set up gates. So there's a run in between. Uh, there are two new calves at Welke Landing Cattle Company. One was born on Wednesday and one was born on Friday. Two heifer calves doing very well. I'm very pleased with them. And they are inside. So we did take their coats off them yesterday, but they are inside. So they won't get rained and snowed on today. We're going to talk today about the U.S. Champion Cheese Contest. We're going to talk beef harvest numbers along with the hog harvest numbers. 
And it is that sweet time of the year where they start talking maple syrup. Stephanie Hoff from Madison caught up with Steve Anderson. He's the president of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Association and the third generation maple syrup gatherer from Anderson Maple Syrup. And he's going to talk some updates and predictions, and I bet we're going to find out what the ideal weather is to collect all that sap to make into that delicious maple syrup. And we talked a little bit about the weather and right now in Eau Claire, it's 32, but it feels like 21. I mentioned that east wind was pretty brisk. It was two hands on the wheel today. And today we're expected to get up to 35, but freezing rain, freezing rain turning to snow. Tonight, 18. Tomorrow, 37. Partial sun. Tomorrow night, 29. Wednesday, there's another chance of snow at 33. Thursday, 28. Friday, 32. Saturday, 33. And Sunday, 38. And I checked out uh, WEAU weather, and they're expecting the rain slash freezing rain to start around 4, which I said I just stepped outside and it wasn't here yet. That doesn't mean it's not in your area. And then straight rain around 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, rain, snow, and then noon, snow. So it sounds like a sloppy day. And our, your weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Over 70 new Jeeps available now and over 70 new Rams available now at Chilson.com. And that's our weather. We better get on to the chores. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Joe Diffie, John Deere Green. We're almost two minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. And it is time for our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden says he intends to run for re-election. Trey Thomas reports. Biden told ABC's This Week that he will start a full-blown 2024 presidential campaign soon. My intention is from, has been from the beginning to run, but there's too many other things I have to finish in the near term before I start a campaign. Biden has not announced any official plans, but has made it clear he intends to run for another four years in the White House. I'm Trey Thomas. A ruling that's expected any day now by a federal judge in Texas could block access to an abortion bill across the U.S. A group of anti-abortion doctors is asking a judge in Amarillo to vacate the FDA's approval of the abortion pill Mifepristone. The group claims the FDA improperly approved the drug back in 2000. Depending on how it goes, the ruling could temporarily halt access to the drug even in states where abortion is legal. An official with the Environmental Protection Agency is telling people in East Palestine, Ohio, that the air quality is acceptable. I continue to be pleased that there have been no exceedances for residential air quality standards, and outdoor air quality remains normal. During a Sunday briefing, EPA Regional Administrator Deborah Shore said the agency has conducted nearly 600 home reentry screenings within the evacuation zone, and the screenings are still available for any resident who wants it done. Ohio EPA Director Ann Vogel added that all of the rail cars from the February the 3rd train derailment have been removed from the site, which will allow investigators to excavate additional contaminated soil. And more than 80 million Americans are under alert for wind or winter weather as a massive storm moves east. The system that dumped heavy snowfall on parts of California is now hitting the Great Plains. Areas in Texas and Kansas could experience storms with the damaging winds, large hail, and scattered tornadoes. The Midwest is likely to get rain and snow into Monday morning before the storm makes its way across the Northeast. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And on a side note, Bob is back in Eau Claire. I saw him yesterday at the Pancake Feed at the Pleasant Valley Community Center in Claghorn. I filled up on pancakes. I don't know what he was doing, but he was visiting, and it was a very good turnout. And it's a great community service activity that the Older Youth Council of Eau Claire County puts on. And um, then I was yesterday, I said I was awfully busy, but I only talked about Saturday. And Sunday, I went and had pancakes, and then I was a college student for a little while and uh, got my schoolwork done, and then I went and enjoyed donkey basketball down at the Asu Fairchild High School, put on by the Asu Fairchild FFA. Those donkey basketball is always good for some laughs. But here at Wax 104.5, we better take another look at our weather. And temperatures around the area here in Eau Claire, 32, Medford, 23, Rice Lake, 29, Wausau, 23, and partly cloudy, Green Bay, 28, Marshfield, 26, and cloudy, La Crosse, 37, Madison, 36, and rain, and Milwaukee, 37, and cloudy. And today, we're supposed to reach up to 35 degrees with freezing rain, freezing rain, turning to rain, and then rain and snow, and then snow. Sounds like we're going to have all the seasons in one day here with the rain. And uh, I stepped out before I got on the air here. Nothing had started here in Eau Claire, but that doesn't mean it's not starting in your area. Slow down. Give yourself some extra time. There are some school closings, so make sure you check ahead to make sh- if you have something planned. Make sure it's still happening today because it could be a bit sloppy out there. But we need to get on with our chores. And up next are the markets. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for our first round of markets. Cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 154 to 161 with mixed at 114 to 153 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 154 to 165 with mixed at 112 to 153 and a half. Choice fed Holstein steers are 133 to 141 with select and silage fed steers 95 to 132 and a half. Cows are 68 and a half to 116 with bulls at 90 to 115. Butcher hogs are 65 to 70 with sows at 51 to 51 and a half. Boars are 16 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 146 to 148 with unshorn market lambs 130 to 145. Feeder lambs are 80 to 275 with ewes at 65 to 115. Small goats are 50 to 2 dollars. Medium goats are 160 to 245 dollars. Large goats are 160 to 275 dollars with nanny goats at 30 to 250 dollars. And swinging on over to our mercantile exchange. Live cattle futures February 16520. Up five cents. April one sixty five thirty seven and a half. Up five cents. June one sixty one seven and a half cents. Down twenty cents. And August one fifty nine seventy seven and a half. Down thirty two and a half cents. And our feeder cattle futures. March one eighty nine seven and a half cents. Down fifteen cents. April one ninety three fifty seven and a half. Down ten cents. May one ninety eight. $198.05 down or up 32.5 cents. August 210.52.5 up 17.5 cents. And our lean hog carcasses, April $86.02.5 down 17.5 cents. 
May 9335 down 60 cents, June 103 47 and a half down 47 and a half cents and July 10582 and a half down 40 cents. And our Chicago Board of Trade March corn is 652 up 2 cents, March oats 381 up 2 cents, soybeans for March, fifteen thirty up a penny. Soybean meal for March, four hundred ninety six dollars a ton, down a half. And March wheat, seven oh five down two cents. And rolling on over to our cheese markets, barrels one fifty four down two and three quarters. Forty pound blocks one eighty eight down seven cents. Gray double A butter two forty three up five cents. And our class three milk futures February. 1786 down three cents. March 1772 down four cents. April down 14 cents to 1760. May 1815 down a dime. June 1864 down 13 cents. And that market is trending downwards through the end of the year. Well, we need to get some more chores done. And then we'll be hearing from Steve Anderson and the maple syrup. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the first voice of agriculture did make it back into Eau Claire. It was early on Saturday morning, and I saw him, so I know he's back around, and we'll be hearing from him tomorrow here on Wax 104.5. Before we head on over and learn about maple syrup, we're going to look at some ag news. Wisconsin, again, wins more awards than any other state or country in the biannual U.S. Champion Cheese Contest that was held last week in Green Bay. Wisconsin cheesemakers took home almost half of the 20 finalist honors, including first and second place. Red Barn Family Farms from Appleton was named second best cheese in the country with a raw cow's milk cheese called Capula Artesian Cheese. On a side note... The U.S. Champion cheese, champion cheese that was made in Connecticut was crafted by Wisconsin native Eric Schmid, who was born and raised in southern Wisconsin. So there's still a connection with the cheesemakers, no matter where you go. Cheesemakers from our area and their cheese that were finalists include AMPI Blair with medium cheddar, Schumann Cheese Turtle Lake with Parmesan and Cello Fontel, and AMPI Jim Falls with Ghost Pepper Jack. Wisconsin Cheese and Dairy Companies earned 171 total awards, 51 best-of-class awards, 63 second-place awards, and 57 third-place awards. Ten Wisconsin Cheese and Dairy Companies won five or more awards, while 55 different Wisconsin Cheese Companies won one or more cheese award. U.S. Championship Cheese Contest is the largest technical cheese, butter, and yogurt competition in the country, with 2,249 entries from 35 states who entered cheeses in 113 classes this year. And I, you know how much I love cheese. I talk about it a lot. Uh, but I don't know that I could handle the ghost pepper jack. I'm a little bit, uh, <laughs> that might be a little bit too spunky for me. Now we're going to turn and look at the beef harvest numbers. They were down this last week, according to DadCap Weekly Livestock Market Update prepared by Jeff Swenson, DadCap Livestock and Meat Specialist. Last week's harvest volumes were estimated at 627,000 head. That's down 3,000 head from the previous week and 43,000 fewer than the same week last year. 
Winter weather across the nation added challenges to transporting animals to market this past week and decreasing harvest numbers. Wholesale prices continue to move higher, with choice beef cutout gaining over $7.75 in a week and is now higher than levels a year ago. The USDA will release cattle on feed report that will give a clearer picture of fed cattle supplies in the U.S. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to hear from Stephanie as she talked to Steve Anderson about maple syrup, the sweet stuff. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of year. Maple syrup producers are getting ready for that perfect sugaring temperature. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Steve Anderson is the third generation operating Anderson Maple Syrup in Cumberland. They package about four to 5,000 gallons a week of maple syrup for several area producers, and then they ship it all over the United States. Steve is also the president of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association. He's got a great perspective on harvest yield predictions and consumer demand. He starts with a status report on what's happening in the woods. The big producers, those, those people that can't go out today and tap their trees and gather the sap tomorrow because they're, they're too big, it takes them two or three weeks to get everything ready to go. Most of those places have started across the state and actually across the country. And so they're probably shooting to be done and ready to go by the end of February. Um, maybe some of them are probably closer to being done than others. It's kind of like any kind of farming. Some people are more on the ball than others. It's a difficult year to know. We got so much snow early this part of the state, and so we never got a lot of frost in the ground. And then other parts of the state, they're over by Green Bay. They have no snow at all on the ground, and they've, they're actually gathered a little bit of sap. I don't think they've cooked anything yet because I think it's just a very small amount. Generally, when sap comes early in the year like this, you know, before March, it tends to be a little bit thinner, not quite as sweet, and so it takes more cooking and Sometimes it's not worth gathering at that point, but then as the season really starts to go and things start to thaw out the ground, any little frost that is in the ground does come out. That helps That helps with the trees producing more sap and, and moving it through their system. So when I think of gathering sap, I always think of March, but February's been the month to do it recently. Yeah, it's for the large producers. The large producers that take several weeks, Their goal generally is to be ready. This year, I'm guessing most of their goals is to be ready by the 1st of March. A lot of times, it's more like the middle of March. The seasons are getting earlier every year. Um, Last year was more fit into what we would call an average season, where the first, in our area at least, the first production was around the 20th of March, 20 to 25th of March for the first production, and then it went, you know, the rest of March and all of April or most of April, and that and last year was a really good year. There was a lot of syrup produced last year, and now this year we're kind of getting back to that, what looks like could be an early season, and that doesn't always bode well for the crop. Help us understand, when are conditions right? What is the, the perfect weather for tapping trees and collecting sap? There's two answers to that question. Tapping trees has always been, especially for those guys that take several weeks to get everything tapped and ready to go, it's always had to be a little bit of a guess. And with new processes like the tubing systems with vacuum on them, 
they can tap earlier and not have any problems with their trees holes sealing up because they're sealed tight with a with a system that's not allowing bacteria to get into the tree where the old type metal spout you drill your hole in the tree you put the metal spout in now that that hole is still kind of open to the air because it can pass through that metal spout into the tree and that allows bacteria and that bacteria is what causes the tree to heal up when we put a tubing system on the tree it's sealed, and the tubing is sealed all the way through the system, so it's much more difficult for that bacteria to get in the tree for it to heal. So the tree, the tap hole, will stay fresh longer. And so the big producers will tap early and then make sure they're ready when the season gets here rather than wait until the last possible minute to have the freshest tap holes they can have and then miss the first week or two of season because they waited too long. Somebody that's a hobbyist, you know, I always say, you kind of watch the weather. You look out about a week ahead. Make sure that you've got temperatures that are well above freezing. You know, 33 degrees, 34 degrees, most of the time isn't enough to get the trees to run, especially at the beginning of the year. So you're looking for something where you're hitting a 40. And then we want it to freeze hard at night. But in order for the sap to actually run, the trees also have to be ready. You know, and part of that is the sun has to be higher in the sky. There needs to be a little bit more heat coming off the sun, which... In February, we're still in a pretty cold month, so generally there's not a lot of syrup made in February. But like I said, it's getting sooner, so 1st of March is not unusual where it used to be the 15th of March was kind of the the go day. So as you start seeing, we talk about donuts being created around the base of a tree. That's the snow around the base of the tree is melting away, so you kind of have that your roots are starting to get exposed. That's usually a sign when that starts to happen that we're getting close. So then you look at the forecast and say, yep, there's looks like there's four or five days coming of 40s and 15 at night. That's perfect conditions. It's time to go out and get our trees tapped. Now, if you just have one of those days in the forecast, it's going to get to 40, and then the rest of the week it's going to be below freezing and never thaw out again. Then you maybe want to wait till that cycle comes around and it's a little more consistent. But the big producers can't afford to wait for that last minute, so that's why they're out there now preparing getting ready for the sap when it does come. Well, so what are you hearing now in terms of production predictions from either Wisconsin or across the country? How are yields expected to turn out this year? That is kind of the million-dollar question. If I could answer that correctly every year, I wouldn't be in this business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, It comes down to, you know, what does history tell us about seasons? Um, There's a lot of, there's not a lot of snow coverage. Oh, southern half of Wisconsin, um, and even when you get out east, there's there's not as much in those southern areas. The snow coverage isn't there, and the frost didn't go as deep as it normally does. Sometimes that frost in the ground will help keep the tree roots cool in hot days. If you get too many hot days too soon, that and that will help extend the season. So we're probably <laughs> people that dare to make a prediction think that this year could potentially be a little bit lower production year, um, but it really matters what weather we have once sap starts running until it ends. It only takes about 10 good days to make a good crop. Last year, I think there was you know 15 to 20 good days of making syrup, so that's why it was such a good crop last year. But if you have 10 perfect weather days, that can make and break, break your season or your crop. The expectation is the southern areas probably won't do as well this year because they don't have the snow cover, but uh, where most of the syrup is made in the state, 
the potential is still there to have an average crop. On the processing and shipping side of things, how has has the supply chain eased up when it comes to getting bottles or, or packaging or, or tubing? What are you seeing on your end? Yeah, I, I've talked to the equipment manufacturers that are making equipment for the maple industry, and, and things are getting better. There still are some restrictions. It's almost like the auto industry. You know, you can't get your evaporator quite as quick as you used to, just like you can't get your car quite as quick as you used to but it's getting better. Some of those prices are coming down a little bit. It's pretty minimal, not enough that people are talking about it, but there's, we're seeing some downward pressure on some pricing. Containers, caps, labels, things like that, other than they've gone up in price, for the most part, they're still readily available. There's always that odd container or odd item that is sometimes hard to find, but that all seems to be getting better. Costs are still up. But they are stabilizing, and I don't think, I think it's kind of like the economy in the U.S. Uh, Hopefully the inflation is slowing, and that seems to be affecting us just like everybody else. It's kind of stopping those increases from coming through. What are you hearing, or what are you seeing when it comes to consumer demand for maple syrup? It's a tricky question right now. I I don't have a great answer. During COVID, uh, we saw a lot of Well, and just following COVID, we saw a lot of people really looking at their local producers and buying local and going to farmer's markets. And I think the trend is maybe shifting back to the more traditional way of, if you call it traditional, buying stirrup in in the grocery store or, or a situation like that. But people are also being a little bit cautious. I think maple syrup is still considered a luxury item for a lot of folks. You know, as money gets a little tight with everything else costing a little bit more, including maple syrup, sales aren't, I don't want to say they're bad, but I think they're they are kind of just holding their own. They're, they're on the verge of going backwards, but we're still slowly moving forward. Well, I sure hope that those uh, markets stay steady and keep those maple syrup producers in business because it's, you know, it's it's actually really neat that we have so much maple syrup produced right here in Wisconsin, and it's so delicious. Well, we're almost to 5.30, and it's time to hear from Rocky from Premier Livestock. He'll be in next after a few more chores. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And right on cue... And right on cue, Rocky must have heard me talking... His ears were ringing that he was the next on the list. Anything happening over there with the weather, Rocky? Uh, no, nothing really. I just uh, guess they just canceled the uh, Forbes School, but uh, nothing much happening here yet. So, Well, I'm wondering if they're concerned about later on today because it's supposed to yeah. turn into a snow mix and just kind of yucky. Yep. So what happened with our markets last week, Rocky? Uh, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 2,250 head of livestock last week. All classes sold stronger. High choice and prime Holstein fed steers from 140 to 155. Low choice and selects 130 to 139. Choice beef steers and heifers 142 to 159. Market cows high yielding from 87 to a dollar four. Bulk of the cows from 75 to 86. Market bulls high yielding from 97 all the way up to 
to a dollar sixteen. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Most of the cows traded from a dollar fifteen to a dollar forty three. Steers and bulls up to a dollar forty seven. Newborn Holstein bull calves sold from one twenty five to two twenty five per head. Your beef calves one fifty to four hundred. Uh, busy week this week at Premier. We got two dairy cattle auctions. We're expecting over eight hundred head of dairy cattle this week. Tuesday will be our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Open bread and springing heifers. Uh, we have a big run of springing heifers for Tuesday. We're expecting over 500 dairy heifers. Then Wednesday, uh, complete herd dispersal. We got 120 Holstein parlor freestall cows, all first and second calves, uh, all ABS breeding, longtime AI herd, AI bred, AI sired, and they are all on test. Lots and lots of loads of fresh two and three year old parlor freestall cows uh, coming from some of our best consigners. Quality will be excellent all day long. We're expecting over 200 milking two and three year olds. Auction also features a nice red registered red Holstein breeding bull. Full details of all these consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions call us 715-229-2500. Reminder, large machinery auction coming up March 24th. Still time to get your items consigned. Looks to be a very, very large auction. Full detailed list of early consignments on our website. Uh, get the items in soon for best advertising. So that is the way it shaped up, Joe. Wow, sounds like a lot. you've got a lot of milk going through the auction barn this week. We do, we do. A lot of nice ones. So. All right, well, I'll let, better let you get back at it. All right, sounds good, Joe. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We Well, let's see if Mike, I don't see him out on the patio, so Mike, got Jill, something to talk about today? I've got plenty to talk about because <laughs> we've got a bit of a mess on our hands this morning, being that some of that uh, precipitation now starting to work its way in towards Eau Claire and has already been falling for a bit towards the uh, southwestern parts of the viewing area. Now, a lot of this is expected to freeze on contact. We're already starting to see that in Eau Claire as well. Now, that freezing rain is expected to last through about the mid-morning before transitioning to more of a cold rain. But then we'll go into the afternoon with a chance at that transitioning to a few snowflakes by the time the system departs. Across the board, we'll have breezy conditions, though, with an east wind between 10 to 20 miles per hour for most of the day, gusts nearing 30 miles per hour as well. But then we start to quiet things down later on tonight, mostly cloudy and temperatures dipping to around the upper teens and low 20s. Most of tomorrow expected to stay dry. We could even have a few peaks of sunshine, especially into the latter half of the morning and early afternoon. But then our next system moves through going into tomorrow night. Now, this isn't very widespread, but it will bring us a chance at some snow showers tomorrow night, potentially lasting into the early hours of Wednesday afternoon. Highs mostly into the mid-30s. Then we cool it down slightly on Thursday as we kickstart a quiet weather pattern to take us into the weekend. Highs on Thursday into the upper 20s and lows into the upper single digits and low teens. Otherwise, Friday, Saturday, closer to average, mostly sunny on Friday. Saturday, a few more clouds roll in, and we'll have intervals of clouds and sun on Sunday with a good chance at hitting 40 degrees, if not at least getting into the upper 30s. Now, we are under a winter storm warning until 10 o'clock later this morning, just as a result of the impacts that may be associated with this freezing rain that we're seeing. Right now, we are starting to see that fall as well with a temperature of 32 degrees in Eau Claire. Well... I just think you like to talk about a lot of weather. That's really keeping you on your toes these last couple of weeks. Well, absolutely. And, of course, I love to talk about weather, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to poke the bear a little bit. So, Well, the bears are coming out of hibernation soon because meteorological spring starts on Wednesday, March 1st. 
Wow. There you go. Well, that means everything should maybe turn around for me because I moved all my I moved a bunch of cows over to the freshening area this week, weekend. So one can hope. Well, you got our low pressures coming in. We're going to have calves no matter what. There you go. So, well, you take care and have keep keep up the good work. Thanks, Jill. You have a great day. All right, and that was Mike Dandria from TV thirteen. We need to do a few more chores, and Morgan is in the house, and we'll be hearing from her shortly. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, just as promised, we've got Morgan McCarthy in the house to tell us about the local news. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. Coming out of the weekend and to begin a new week, we go to Dunn County where two people are dead after a house fire there. It happened early yesterday morning at a duplex in Menominee. Firefighters say neighbors tried to get the two out but were unsuccessful. Fire investigators are now looking into the cause of that fire. In other headlines and on the political stage, former House Speaker Paul Ryan says crucial programs that support older Americans need to be reformed. Longtime Republican from Janesville made those comments in an interview with with WISN's Upfront sounded like this. Let's not forget that both Medicare and Social Security go insolvent in a decade, which will cut these programs and lead to a debt crisis. So the smart thing to do is knowing that that's coming, step ahead of the problem, reform these programs so that they can make their promises, keep their promises, and be there for the next generation and avoid a debt crisis. Continuing on the political stage and at work at the Capitol, Wisconsin lawmakers turning the page and their focus to reading in public schools this week. Both the Assembly and Senate Education Committees will hold a hearing to get expert testimony from the state's Department of Public Instruction and literacy experts at the University of Wisconsin. The latest test scores show most kids around the state cannot read or write at grade level and several studies show more and more kids cannot read properly by the fourth grade. Now, lawmakers have been working for years to find an agreement on how to reverse those numbers and get more kids where they need to be when it comes to reading. Well, we have a final tally from Mother Nature and the Wisconsin State Patrol during our weather hiccups last week. They say they responded to nearly 200 crashes and motorist assists during the storm, seven of which involved injuries. Of course, we're facing a little mixed bag of precip this morning as well as we keep eyes to the sky and our Monday unfolds. And in other headlines, a restaurant at Oakland Airport wants to sell drinks in the terminal. The folks who own Hangar 54 Grill, maybe you're familiar with that. It's a pretty popular spot for a lot of people. They're asking for a new liquor license to sell drinks, maybe sandwiches from a mobile bar in the terminal. It says a lot of people want to grab something before the flight. No word when we might hear a final decision on that. And the Sturgeon Spears are in the garage for another year. Sturgeon season ended in Wisconsin yesterday with 715 Newsroom coverage. John DeMaster reels in the details. Sturgeon season ended yesterday in Wisconsin. The State Department of Natural Resources Sources says fishermen on Lake Winnebago grabbed over 1,100 sturgeon this year. The biggest issue wasn't the fish, it was the weather. The DNR says a warm start to the season, followed by a snowstorm last week, made for tricky conditions on and off the ice. I'm John DeMaster. And a hog breaks the piggy bank. A new record for the most expensive motorcycle ever sold. You might recognize the name, Harley-Davidson. It now belongs to a 1908 Harley-Davidson strap tank, which went for $935,000 last month. It was discovered back in 1941 in Wisconsin. That eventually led to a collector from Indiana restoring the bike. I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, we rev it up, head back to the barn where you're probably uh, more accustomed to a skid steer than a hog. Jill Welke is at the wheel today uh, in live, local, and along with you on with your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5.
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I'm going to take a look a little bit about what's happening in the area. Um, don't miss the 59th annual Eau Claire Farm Show. That's March 7th and 8th at Menard Chippewa Valley Expo Center. And it's free test, free parking, free admission. Show hours are 9 till 3 o'clock. That's March 7th and 8th at the Eau Claire Farm Show at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. And tomorrow on the 28th, Marika Gudu is having their opening another location right here in Eau Claire in the former Pier 1 Imports building by Oakwood Mall. And tomorrow on the 28th, there's the annual CAFO meeting uh, from 10 to 4 at the Fresh Country Air Restaurant in Stratford. And there's some other things happening on later on this week, but we need to get back to our chores, and then we'll be hearing some markets. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 32 degrees here in Eau Claire at quarter to six. And there's a good chance there's some slop coming down outside. So make sure you take your time and be careful. We need to get to our markets and we're going to be hearing from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona first. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty seven. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar thirty to a dollar forty nine. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar forty four to a dollar fifty four. Choice Holstein steers dollar twenty five to a dollar forty three. Select underfish heavyweight and oversized steers and heifers dollar twenty four and down. Top twenty percent of the call call sold from ninety five cents to a dollar. Sixty percent of the call call sold from sixty six to ninety four. Bottom 20% of the cow cows sold from $0.65 cents and down. On Tuesday, top 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.15 to $1.30. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.14 and down. Cow bulls sold from 95 to $1.10. Thin, full-horned, and lightweight bulls are all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up and Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $180 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $330 per head. Our next feeder sale is Friday, March 3rd. All feeder cattle sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sales, give us a call at 715-835-3104. This has been Bryce Cragness reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Well, obviously, I didn't listen to the whole thing to realize that that was Bryce Cragness. So, whoops. I'll pay more attention next time when I start it up because, uh, um, you know, they did sound a little bit similar just as of late. And as promised, we're going to hear more equity sales. And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. What's going on up there in Stratford, Jerry? Well, Jill, good morning to you. I guess as the big topic is uh, for about the last whole week has been the weather. So, uh but certainly it's probably going to affect the sale a little bit today. But definitely we are going to be having a sale today at Equity Stratford today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you folks are planning on selling, you got some questions, just give us a call. A barn will be opened up here in about 15 minutes to uh, take your livestock in. So maybe it would be a good idea to get before all this stuff comes. I don't know exactly where it's moving in at. But uh, anyway, uh, be that as it may, the... Uh, Markets were strong last week. Uh, most of the cows last week are kind of selling that range from uh, 68 up to 90, 
top cows up to 97. Organic cows very strong last Tuesday, mostly 140 to 156. Uh, good demand last week also on the calves, mostly uh, 100, 200, 100 to 225 on those bull calves up to 250 on Monday's auction last week. But again, like I said, uh, uh, I'm certainly the buyers are going to be looking for market cattle today. So folks, uh, just be careful uh, when you're on the road today. I don't know how it's going to be, how much. I was looking at the radar before. It looks like a coloring book. But anyway, uh, so we will be looking at a full sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, of course, we do get started Monday morning here. I might be delayed a little bit. But again, if you've got some questions, give us a call here at 687-4101. After they open up this morning, tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have the hay auction. Also, tomorrow will be the organic market cattle along with the regular market cattle. Our Wednesday auction, of course, the market cattle featuring also feeder cattle sale Wednesday at 1230. And hopefully this week we'll be able to have a, a Thursday sale. That does start at 11 o'clock. So, again, uh, Joe, folks, do drive careful, but uh, depending upon what area you're in, maybe you want to get on the road right away, get your animals in before we get this freezing rain and all this other goulash we're getting. So just be careful. And like I said before, if you got some questions, uh, just give the market a call here. There'll be somebody there pretty soon here. They open up at 6 o'clock. So that's the best we can tell the folks this morning. Like I said, though, should be a good demand on market cattle today. We'll have to see how calves shape up with this weather. But, uh, again, um, uh, and also just a reminder, uh, uh, if you're planning on attending the district meetings either over here in Stratford or the Altoona Barron District meeting, give them a call down at the main office and let them know how many are coming for the meal. So you don't want to get... Uh, uh, counted out of that. So, and Jill, have you decided which one of these meetings you're going to attend yet? Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always a little bit of an adventure around here. But uh, I do have the dates. The Equity Baron one is at Off Broadway Banquet Center in Menominee on Monday, March 13th, starting at 11. And that's probably the one I'll head to because evening things are not so good for me. And the Sparta meeting is also on Monday, March 13th. That's at the Beatles Bar and Restaurant in Centerville at 7 p.m. And the Stratford one is at Country Air on Friday, March 17th at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's... Um, so, yeah, anyway, but like I said before, we'll let you go. But, folks, do drive careful. And, again, if you do got questions on uh, marketing today or whatever, just give the barn a call, 687-4101. And do drive careful, Jill. Uh, hopefully by tomorrow we get this garbage out of the system here. I don't know how much it's going to be, some rain, freezing rain. But, uh, I mean, uh, I would think over here it would almost be snow because I only have 26 degrees, so I don't know. Well, it's going to come. Whatever comes, we're just going to batten down our hatches and scrape off the windshield. There you go. All right, Joe, drive careful, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Give us an update what's happening today. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford giving us an update on the weather and the markets, and we better get back to some more chores. Again today, we go to disease school on our alfalfa update program brought to you by NextGrow Alfalfa. Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is our instructor once again. And Dan, anthracnose, we found a new race, race five last week you talked about. What's the latest with the phantomyces in the area in our forages? Well, with the phantomyces, uh, we are seeing some new races. Uh, again, the phantomyces is a disease that uh, hurts us a couple different ways. It will attack seedlings and kill them, and in some places, especially when we have wet soils in the spring, give us a poor stand because so many seedlings die. And then if the plants make it, 
they're still stunted as they have reduced uh, root growth. And so you'll see these kind of oval spots in fields that get weedy because of the alfalfa not growing as vigorously as it should. So it's uh, uh, kind of insidious. you got to look for it, know what you're watching for. But it's clearly all over the state. And uh, what we are seeing then, and I guess let me back up a second. When we first identified the disease about 30 years ago, we identified almost 20 different races. We first came out with resistance to race one, which was the most prevalent. Uh, very quickly, what we call race two became the most prevalent, and we came out with resistance to that. Now some of the other races have uh, moved up or changed to become more virulent, and it is important for us to have race two plus additional resistance. And again, what this means at this point is uh, buying uh, varieties uh, released within the last couple of years to have the enhanced resistance to phantomyces. And for that, you will see um, better stands and you'll see increased yield in the field. So it's well worth even a few extra cents or dollars per acre to plant the very best, most uh, disease-resistant variety of alfalfa you can get. Uh, as we're, we're looking at this, and the other consideration is uh, there is a fungicide stamina, which will keep the disease at bay for a few weeks in, when the alfalfa is in the seedling stage. And so in addition to new varieties with the enhanced resistance, we're also recommending that growers use seed coated with now two fungicides, apron and stamina, to try to keep the seedling diseases at bay so that we can get a good stand and get those plants off to uh, vigorous growth for first cutting and stand establishment. Dan Anderson, our state forage specialist. Diseases are ever prevalent, but modern technology and genetics giving us ways to battle those disease this week, a phantomiasis on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Well, it's time for our second run in our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, March corn, 652, up two cents. March oats, 381, up two cents. March soybeans, 1530, up a penny. And March wheat, 705, down two cents. Country elevator prices, wheat and grain. Chippewa Falls location, 595 for corn and 1461 for beans. Connorsville, 595 and 1456. Golden Plump and Arcadia, 615 for their corn. Baldwin, $6 and 1456. Duran, 595 and 1451. Mondovi, $6 and 1456. Elmwood, $6 for corn and 1461 for beans. Fall Creek, 586 and 1431. Osseo, 605 for corn and 1461 for beans. Elk Mound, 601 and 1466. Sparta, $6 and 1455. Ellsworth, 575 and 1411. Northside Elevator, Loyal, 601 for their corn and 1464 for their beans. Arcadia location, 614 and 1468. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 616. Stanley, 605. New Richmond, 597. And rolling on over to our cheese markets, Barrels, 
154 down two and three quarters, 40 pound blocks, 188 down seven cents, gray double A butter, 243 up five cents, and a class three milk futures. February 1786 down three cents, March 1772 down four cents, and April down 14 cents to 1760. And we're going to take a quick look at our closings, which the list got a whole lot longer since I last talked to you. We've got Abbotsford Virtual Learning Monday, Altoona opening late Monday, two hours, Barron School District closed, Birchwood closed for Monday, Black River Falls delayed two hours, Cameron Schools District closed Monday, Cashton opening late Monday, two hours, Shitek Warehouser closed Monday, Chippewa Falls School District opening late, two hours, Cochrane Fountain City delayed two hours. Colfax opening, Colfax and Eau Claire opening late two hours today. Elivastrom closed. Elk Mound opening late two hours. Fall Creek virtual learning Monday. Glenwood City opening late two hours. Granton virtual learning Monday. Greenwood closed Monday. Lake Holcomb delayed, open two hours late on Lake Holcomb. McDonald opening two hours late. Melrose Medoro Monday opening two hours late. Menominee opening two hours late. Nasida virtual learning Monday. Nielsville closed Monday, remote learning day. Nakusa virtual learning Monday. North Crawford opening late Monday, two hours. Owen Withy closed Plum City opening two hours late today. Rib Lake closed Monday, closed today. River Falls opening two hours late. Shell Lake closed today. Sparta delayed two hours. Spencer School District virtual learning Monday. Thorpe virtual learning Monday. And Westby opening two hours late. So if you've got stuff going on, make sure you look ahead and call ahead in our school closing at waxradio.com. Brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa Valley. And that's what I have for you for the farm show today. Took a little longer reading through those closings. We're going to have a gamut of rain, freezing rain and rain and snow happening today. So be careful out there. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.